0: The dental brief is brought to you by omni premier marketing and the amazing guests who bring wisdom and advice that you can put to use to take your business and practices to the next level find us on facebook and join the conversation get ready to grow because we are kicking off the next episode in three two one
1: hello everyone welcome to another episode of the dental brief i'm so excited to have with us our guest today uh, after a very busy weekend and a busy week, she's taking the time to meet with us. Uh, Maritza Duran, uh, CEO of M-Dent uh, Consulting, say hello. Hi,
0: everyone. Thank you so much for having me, Patrick. I'm really hey. honored to be on your show.
1: Yep. Grateful to have you with us. I think last count, last I checked, you would have uh, participated in over, I think, 15 dental startups. Is that correct?
0: Correct. Yes, yes, yes. So,
1: so this is your thing, and I'm, I'm sure we're going to talk about that uh, a little bit today, but... Let's kind of start in the beginning right so how did you get involved in dentistry how did you get into this industry
0: so funny story i started working in a dental office in 1998 mm. i was working as a dental assistant uh, i'm sorry i started off as a dental assistant but i had worked at mcdonald's just you know i was working as a cashier in a supermarket and there was a dental assistant school right next to the supermarket where I worked. And one of the um, per- person that was doing kind of an internship at a uh, dental office in Queens said, how would you like to learn how to you know, scrub instruments in a dental office? And I said, sure, I applied for the job. And um, 20 years later, I, uh, I have been, I can say that I've worn every hat in a dental office since I started in that little dark room um, back in 1998.
1: Well, that's terrific and great story. Uh, What a place to start, right? That's hard work, Um, right? It's amazing when we kind of compare what hard looks like compared to jobs that we don't think about so much. So um, here you are today. You started um, M. Dent Consulting, right? So you're doing uh, startups and what have you. Um, It's a different time for startups than it ever has been. Um, I mean I'm seeing some some big changes just over the last two, three, four years in startups. Um, tell me what are the biggest challenges that you see people, dentists that are, are doing startups or thinking about doing startups uh, having right now?
0: Well, I think that there are a lot of um, there's a lot of competition right now. And so developing a brand that is based on trust and um, and connecting with people, is one of those things that becomes more and more challenging when we have other means of connecting, such as social media and other platforms. And so, for me, besides the cost of starting a business, which is just like off, is just off the charts. But I really think that starting is not a biggest, uh, such a big problem as much as it is for you to sustain a business. And not open a business that just survives, but a practice that thrives. And so, if if I were to to say, what's the biggest challenge is understanding that you have the responsibility to know that you're opening a business to add value to a community and to render a services that that's what you went to school for, and 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 you need to go there and connect with people and not leave all the All the accountability to grow your business outside of yourself so get out there and connect and 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 just you know be able to we're in the business of relationships and i feel that we're letting a lot of the outside noise determine hey maybe i could work with this company or or not be as involved in um in certain tasks that are so important for you as a business owner to take into consideration so having the marketing that it's like you help a lot of doctors develop their websites and and do amazing things and 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 really build their brand. But then they have to take accountability for how they build relationships with the people that are coming into that are being attracted through all of the means that they're using to attract patients. And so connecting and building those relationships is one of those biggest challenges that I see.
1: Sure. Yeah, a website is just kind of one small part of the whole marketing equation. I look at marketing and, and teach that marketing is everything that happens in your practice, whether you do it on purpose or not. Anything that anybody sees from the way your team members are dressed to the way they answer the phone. To uh, I always like to say it because this is something that I notice when I go to the dentist: the, the spit on the lamps. Right. So that's all part of uh, marketing your your practice. Um, in these challenging times, what are some things that you see that dental practices are really getting wrong what are some big mistakes that they're making that are causing them a lot of pain in the in the future that could be uh, prevented
0: I feel that in in dentistry we have or in businesses in general there are in in my opinion five pillars of business ownership success the first one being having a vision the second one is the people that you're you know you surround yourself with understanding the numbers is your third Training and, and and it's it's in development is the fourth and leadership and then systems is the fifth. And I also think that we have kind of we have like intangibles and tangibles. So everything that happens behind the scenes is the intangibles and everything in your business is linked to one of those five pillars. Right. Mm. Um, I think that in each of those areas. Right. Um, we all make the mistakes as we're starting out where where we don't have a clear vision so we make decisions on the people that we hire because we don't have that clarity in our vision so we end up hiring someone that it's not in alignment with our business model right or we don't understand our numbers the third pillar and that triggers for us to be to not have or sustain or have you know longevity in the workforce and retain our our people that we hire and maybe we don't have training in place that, um, that it's going to then lead to 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 the numbers not being there for you to sustain and make a thriving business or systems, how your team does something consistently over time. So, so there, there are so many, it's hard for me to pinpoint one of the areas, but to answer your questions from, you know, from these five pillars, there's always... Something that is happening on your schedule today, if you don't have enough patience, is going to be linked to one of those five pillars. It's either you don't have a good system in place for answering the phones and and getting patients scheduled, or you don't have the right people in 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 the right positions, and they're not trained properly, or you don't set goals properly for your business, and you don't understand your numbers properly, or you just don't have a very clear vision of you know how you want to you know to 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 run your practice and your business so it's a hard one it's it's a hard one for for you to ask me which which one thing it's a challenge because it's just like this vicious cycle every day when we're at work and and everything is interconnected it's like a it's like a you know it's just like one it's like your arm and your legs you know and 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 your extremities it's it's all part of the organization
1: yep makes sense to me so without Talking about a specific practice, right? I know in these startups that you've been in, um, without naming the practice, I should say, let's talk about a specific one, but let's not name it. Um, What are some awesome advertising or marketing strategies that you've seen that they've put into place that have really helped them bring in patients, something outside of the box, something not so uh, typical or not so heard of?
0: So one, I was just in a meeting um, this past weekend on Saturday, and I had... This one analyst who understood the power of uh, l- getting patients to like him and his practice. And he came up with this idea of I want to be able to get all of my patients together in one place. So he said, what are some of the things um, that I can reciprocate and help someone with? So instead of um, like he came up with this idea of he was in a in a retirement um, community. And there were a lot of like HOV fees and and things. Is it HOA or HOV?
1: HOA.
0: HOA fees. Um, So he said, you know, like, what if I cover someone? So he came up with this concept or this um, um, promotion to just get like, he went into like the retirement, you know, uh, um, community center and created an event. And he said, you know, like over the next 90 days, anybody that, Um, that comes to this place is going to enter to win their HOAs covered for for the year. So he went in, he had the party, he had, you know, obviously photographers. He was basically on the front page of the newsletter for that community to be able to help get, you know, he used those resources to continue to grow his practice. And he was able to get, I think he mentioned somewhere around 90 patients in over the next, you know, a couple of months. Right. Um, so the the return on investment from just that outside of the box, thinking like, what is it that in my particular community, it's a pain point for my clients and the age group of the patient that I see. And how can I add value to them? How can I, you know, if they're giving me their business, how can we reciprocate? And that's one of the ideas that he implemented. And, and I think he teaches that now to other doctors. And I think it's just, um, it's amazing to see how, Um, there are certain people that think outside the box and get really outstanding results because they're not doing what everybody else is doing out there.
1: That's such a great idea. I mean, that, that really is a a fantastic idea. And I think for sharing that and that, that demographic of patient usually is a very good uh, age demographic. They typically need some work. They typically have money. They care to come in. They keep their appointments. They usually like early morning appointments and so on and so forth. So that's, that's, um just a, a a brilliant idea. Let's talk about finding someone to help. Um, you know, I know that you offer a complimentary consultation. That's fantastic on the website mdentcs.com. I want to encourage our audience to check it out. Um, when you're looking for help in the startup area, uh, if you're looking to grow your practice, um, or even if you're even starting to think, Hey, is a startup right for me? Should I do a startup? Um, how do they find an expert such as your, such as yourself to help them with that?
0: So you can go to my website, um, that's mdentcs.com and schedule your complimentary discovery call with me. I'm also in uh, social media. I have a small YouTube channel, your dental startup coach, Maritza Duran. Um, My goal is to help first-time practice owners launch with ease and operate their first practices with success. So I'm just an email, uh, maritza at mdentcs.com. Or visit my website, um, and I'll be more than happy to schedule a complimentary discovery call with you.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. Ritza, if somebody was um, talking to you and they said, hey, you know, I want to talk to somebody else to kind of see what's uh, right for me, what questions should they ask that person? What questions should a dentist ask a consultant before they decide to work with them?
0: Sure. Well, one thing is, do they have, have they done and what results have they been able to get for, for the practices and the clients that they've worked with. And another big one that I'm noticing, there's a lot of coaching that is happening out there. And a lot of people offer coaching based on results and personal results, like having run one or two locations or even more. Um, but then they, there is not a lot of done for you support. And so one of the things that you wanna ask your consultant am I only getting advice and guidance as to what to do next and just basically have a to-do list that I need to go out there and hire additional people to help me fulfill and make sure that I get because it becomes really, really expensive and there's not a lot of accountability because you're having to have too many hands in the pot. So one of the things that I'm noticing with consultants, you want to be able to have a consulting firm that offers coaching and consulting done for you Support rather than just hire someone, and then you have to go out there and start placing ads. And you're working as an associate, and you're doing so many things. And you need to, you know, enroll and negotiate your insurance reimbursements. And you know, there you have to hire and pay an additional fee for having that service done for you. So I think asking those questions: How many times have you done it? What are some of the results? Can I get some resources and uh, references of the people that you've helped? And how much done-for-me support am I going to get by working with you?
1: Yep, makes sense to me. I want to encourage our audience one more time, check out the website. Um, It is mdentcs.com. Check it out. Get a free consultation. Maritza Duran, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate your time today.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Patrick. Enjoy the rest of your day. And congratulations on all of your success and your clients as well.
1: Well, thank you.